Hey, warriors, welcome to the Untamed Life podcast, where we are breaking free from those chains of the past and rising to lead extraordinary lives. I believe it's time for us to ditch the rules of this world that are keeping us enslaved in the grind, playing from behind, and instead opt into a conscious and strategic upgrade, one that is founded in spiritual principles that can only be accessed through the power of the heart. So if you are craving deeper, more meaningful relationships, vibrant bodies full of life force, true prosperity in all arenas, and a life of adventure, this podcast is for you. My name is Christine Jewell. I'm a high-performance coach and spiritual mentor, and together we will awaken the king or queen you are destined to be so that you can experience the fullness of life that's waiting for you. Let's dive in. All right, welcome, welcome. Today, I am diving into the conversation around the vision, our God-given desires, and the direction that we're moving in our lives. Today's episode is really for those of you who are struggling right now to get the clear vision, the clear vision over your life, the clear vision of what you're clearly creating, consciously creating in full awareness. The Those of you who are struggling with the vision of your desires, what you actually want, <laughs> really in the heart of hearts, right? In your heart of hearts and your soul. And those of you who are struggling with where do I go next? What direction shall I choose? Where is the right step, the right place to put my feet? How do we move forward? So if this is you, if you are sort of feeling maybe a little bit lost, unclear, you know, maybe you might be walking in circles, or you may also be taking a lot of action. You might be taking a lot of action and getting nowhere, <laughs> or it feels like you're getting nowhere. You might be exhausted. You might be working your butt off, and yet it doesn't feel like you're moving forward into anything that is opening up. So today's episode is for you. And really what we're talking about here is conscious co-creation with God, between our inner man, our inner woman, with God, and then, yes, everyone else that's in our life, right? Our partners, our children, our teams, our families. The reason why I'm using this term conscious co-creation is because for so many years, I bought the programming, the teachings around, you're the creator of your reality. You are the creator of your reality. And if it's got to be, it's up to me. And you're the one who makes everything happen. And you're the one, right? That is God and a goddess and all this crap. And you already know, if you've listened to this podcast long enough, you already know where I stand on that. But I believe that that has been such a detrimental teaching. While at the core, there are some good components. And yes, we are powerful creators. We really are being called to not create alone at all. We are very much integrated into the whole, right? We're all here as part of something much greater. We're all here for each other, learning from each other, spurring each other on. Even our greatest adversaries are really our allies, right? They're there to call something up inside of us, call forth, you know, a new desire, courage, strength, whatever it is. So everything in our lives, you know, on a micro scale and a macro scale, we're really just one part of something so much greater. So when we fall into this trap of like, I'm the creator of my reality, it can actually feel extremely isolating. And like you have been, 
put inside of this pressure cooker against time and against everything else. And I don't know about you guys, but I felt like a failure when I was operating from that place. And really, as I moved into this awareness that I am, yes, I have the power within me. And yes, we have this incredible ability to manifest, you know, all kinds of beautiful and painful realities in our lives because we manifest what we speak, we manifest what we think, we manifest what we believe. And whether you think you are or not, you are always manifesting a reality. But really, we are not doing this in a silo, right? So as I move forward and I began to think about and teach you know, obviously starting in my own life more and more about stop going alone, stop trying to force everything forward through my ego, through pride, through my own will, my own willpower. I mean, how much teaching has there been on willpower? Oh my goodness. Instead of going into the spirit, right? So today I want to just talk about the steps of co-creating, co-creating with God co-creating with the masculine, with the feminine, with your husband, your wife, you know, and I think so many people that I've worked with, including myself in the past, and I've seen clients and I've seen people at events that are, we go into these, you know, vision quests, (laughs) vision planning sessions as teams. You know, we sit around boardroom tables, we go, you know, on personal retreats for these vision quests to flesh out our vision, flesh out our mission, our values. And a lot of times, you know, we may walk out the door with something that feels pretty good, but it's rare, I think, that people exit that really fully charged with the depth and the richness and the clarity, the conviction and the power rising in them to to really begin to see it all come together. It was just kind of like another exercise in overthinking, if I'm honest. So I'm super passionate about this and I'm just going to jump right in. So when we've gone to these vision quests or we've run these workshops in the past or been part of them, what I realize is sometimes people have such a desire to create something new, something different, right? But here's the thing. A lot of times the desire comes from trying to put out a fire, okay? Trying to fix a pain point, fix something that's broken. So a lot of decisions begin to get made from this energy of avoidance, trying to avoid the next problem or trying to put out an immediate fire. A lot of things begin to get set in motion, whether they're new organizational structures or, you know, new plans we make in our relationships, new rules, you know, new boundaries, whatever it is, new vision for our family. And they're made from what we don't want to experience anymore. And yes, it takes pain in order for us to, you know, begin to see the change. However, We get to be careful and conscious about the fact that we're not actually creating a fix, a temporary fix to take the pain away on a temporary level, on a superficial level, and not going in deep to really create from the root structure, you know, a whole new tree, a whole new thing that we're actually here to experience, right? It's totally different. So that's number one. I wanted to just address that and say, As you are moving into this, maybe you're moving into a season of setting the vision in your company, setting the vision in your relationship. Are you actively creating that which your heart desires or are you moving away from something, right? I always say, let's move towards what we're created for. What are we moving towards instead of focusing on what we're moving away from? Because if we're focused on what we're moving away from, 
oh Lord, we are going to end up creating a lot of the same things that we're running from <laughs> because that is the energy of, you know, kind of like running away from or getting away from something and we're still very energetically charged and tied to that thing, you know, that's had us on the leash. So that's number one. We want to create from a place of moving towards creating from a place of expansion, right? Prosperity and abundance. That means I can, it opens things up for me and it really gives me way more space to breathe, to explore. So here's the thing. First step of co-creation is spaciousness. And what I see is a lot of people jumping right in to begin the creative process of saying, let's flesh out our vision. And, you know, we kind of have this very short conversation on throwing ideas out there or brainstorming. And we, we begin to quickly get into the house. So the first thing I would say is if you're having trouble seeing the vision for your life or seeing the vision for your household or seeing the vision for anything, it might be a role that you're stepping into might be a role that you're creating. I think we're in great times of creating brand new systems, brand new positions and brand new jobs, brand new things and industries evolving. Like we are in a season of a huge birth of the new and, you know, it can be very tempting to get jumping right from the, um, you know, imagineering into the architecting and the engineering of something that we haven't even gotten clear on. And if you're having trouble with this vision, this inability to see clearly, I would encourage you get some spaciousness, space, space to think, space to breathe, space to just explore. And yes, I'm talking about physical space in your schedule, physical space, emotional space, mental space. This is not the kind of thing you try to cram in, right? And this is why when we go on holidays or we spend time in the mountains, usually in nature, because there's so much spaciousness or it's on the weekend or you're doing something completely unrelated that these ideas begin to pop and spring up. And we know this. We hear about this all the time. We read about it. And we're not intentional about cultivating spaciousness into our lives as a standard, as a norm right? It is the norm to have over-crammed schedules. It's the norm to just fit things in. It's the norm to be busy, to have so much on the go, to have spaciousness, actually the time to wake up and breathe, right? And write and meditate and pray, not in an hour block, but to have spaciousness in our schedule between meetings, you know, to do the deep work, not between meetings, but you know, like spaciousness in our schedule. And I'm moving into this, you know, I used to do time blocks, but now I'm doing day, multi-day, week-long blocks because I'm realizing the work I'm moving into is a lot deeper and wider and requires more of my presence. You know, time blocking was okay when I was doing more task-related things or meetings back-to-back. What I'm realizing is that when the more of me is being, you know, the more of me is required to create, I require larger chunks of space, right? So I just want to put that out there, you know, mornings, weekends, you know, trips where you are removing yourself from the noise of the phone, the noise of email, the noise of the world, the noise of needing to run around and do 20 million different things and just giving yourself permission to slow way down 
and not have an agenda that says, okay, I'm here to write my vision this weekend. I'm here to just walk. I'm here to be in nature. I'm here to just breathe and feel the space begin to open up. Without space, it is very hard to create anything, right? We'll just be creating what the ego wants to create. We'll have a bunch of pride running the show. It might feel like we're competing with other people over our own agendas and our own opinions because we're not creating from that centered, grounded, open space of infinite possibility. The second piece here is really to connect. The first step I said is to get unplugged, right? We get unplugged from society. We get unplugged from the noise, unplugged from the chaos, unplugged from the the mundane rituals or the predictability because we've got to interrupt the pattern, right? If it's predictable, we're not going to be creative, right? So as we move into this, uh, we've unplugged. The second piece is really to consciously connect, right? And for me, this is connecting to the heart of God, to the Holy Spirit, to my own heart and to the heart of God in spirit, in my spirit and to the spirit of God. And, you know, this is really going within. <laughs> I, I I hear a lot of talk of out there about connecting to your higher self and, you know, connecting to this higher version of yourself, which I, again, fundamentally disagree with. I mean, in a way, I used to buy into that. I used to use that language a lot. And I realized there is no higher version of me. There's only more depth, right? The deeper I'm willing to go within myself, the deeper, the more intimate I'm willing to go and explore, the deeper I'm willing to go with God, the more is revealed to me. And it's such a beautiful journey. So the second piece is once you disconnect and create that space, which is really the only intention there, is to kind of find that zero point, that set, you know, that zero point of the blank canvas where anything is possible. We've got to consciously decide what are we connecting to? Who? <laughs> right? And for me, again, I said, like, I connect to my inner woman. I connect to the, the seeds of desire God has planted in my heart. And I connect to the spirit because that is who I want to consciously co-create with, right? Um, and again, this is also true if you are co-creating with your partner, like we go within and we connect to each other's hearts to begin to have this heart-to-heart, soul-to-soul discussion of what what would be amazing? What desires have we had for so long that we haven't fully given ourselves permission to explore? What is the vision in our heart and our souls? Let's connect at that level instead of connecting at a logical level, bantering ideas back and forth, or this is what I see, this is what you see. I think like people get so stuck in that superficial level right? And I used to do that. I used to go for these vision planning dinners and stuff with my ex. And really what it was, was an exercise in me getting my point across, right? Like making sure that he understood what I wanted. And wasn't a lot of co-creation happening. There was a lot of me saying, this is how I see things. This is how I would like them to go. And a lot of me getting offended if he didn't agree with me or had a different vision. And we can never seem to get on the same page. And it honestly is because twofold. I don't think we ever created this spaciousness in our own lives, our minds, our hearts, our bodies, our spirits. And we certainly did not connect to each other's hearts, to each other's hearts, heart to heart. 
curious, open, seeking to understand, seeking to ask questions, seeking to explore where the other person is dreaming about, you know, without judgment. So number two is connect to the heart, connect to God. And as we move into the third space, we begin to play with imagination. So this is where I would say, this is where we begin to enter the realm of play. Let me play with some things that are coming up for me. Let me play with these ideas. Let me explore. This is the world of imagineering. This is the world of imaginating, um, you know, all kinds of different potentials. And we're literally entered into this realm where, gosh, there are so many different ways and things that we could create. There's so many different variations of a vision that will be in alignment for us. And we are really here to just explore. I work with many clients who are exploring, you know, purchasing their dream properties or, you know, completely turning around their businesses and completely turning around their relationships. And I always say, give yourself permission for a season a short season or a long season, as much as you need to that, you know, what if your goal is not to find the right thing, but to just walk, to explore, right? Where they're, if they're looking for dream properties, it's like, maybe right now we're just supposed to be putting our feet on different kinds of land, you know, without an agenda, just to tune into how it feels to play in this space. And this can look like a lot of different things. You know, a lot of times this happens on my runs or when I'm working out where I'll begin to play with ideas. Oh, what about this? What about that? And the one that has the most charge, that has the most power behind it, and I feel the most pull to begin to act on, I know to start paying attention to, right? And I'm actually in the middle of this now, and it's it's beautiful to see things unfold. So this third step of co- uh, conscious co-creation is really giving ourselves permission to play and imagine and dream and explore just different places, different variations, right? There's many different paths we can take here, loves, you know? And um, we're so, as humans, sometimes we're so conditioned that we have to find the right one right now. (laughs) And the reality is there are many ways to get where we, you know, to experience the desires God has placed in our heart. There's many different ways. And we can opt in and we can opt out. We can go in, we can change our mind, you know, and that's the beauty of it. So as I move on, I want to say like, you know, once I get to play and explore the things that are really resonating with me, the things that are really solid begin to form my what, right? What am I consciously creating? What am I clearly creating at this moment in time, in this season of my life, what is the pull? And I begin to just allow sort of like an aerial view. This is just what happens for me. This is how, you know, my process is. Everybody might be different. But one of the things I always talk about is, you know, what, once you get clear on the what, what you desire, what is coming up for you, what what vision is coming through, what feels strong, Once we get clear on the what, the how is so easy. The how just kind of begins to come together. Your subconscious starts working on finding the solutions. The resources start showing up once we set the intention, right? But so many people skip these first four pieces of the process. They they don't create from spaciousness. They create from contraction. So they create more contraction. They 
will not connect to deep in their heart, deep in their spirit. They might connect at a superficial level or tune into the superficial desires of, of the ego or the heart in that moment in time, but not the deep, deep desires. And they don't give themselves permission to explore multiple avenues truly and just to see, to tune in which one is most, you know, has the most power behind it really in, in the sense, I use the word power because that's my language to describe it, but it has the most charge. It feels the most solid. It has this, you know, it's just like, boom, it just hits you. So I want to say something before I move on is that when we connect to the heart, you know, I, I was pulling out, how do we know if it's a true desires of, of ours or not? Because a lot of times I'll ask people, what are you consciously creating? I will ask this question a lot. What do you desire? What do you want? And this is, I say this all the time in this podcast, I'm sure that people, this is the number one question that trips most people up. They don't know. Honestly, they have not stopped long enough, slowed down long enough, gone deep enough to even begin to truly understand what they desire at a soul level. And here's what I can say about this. Yes, spaciousness and connecting to God, all of that matters. And the seeds that are in our heart are not new. The seeds of desire, the visions that are in our hearts are not new. I have, yesterday I was going through some things and I pulled out a whole bunch of journals because I'm packing up my house. We're getting ready to move here in a couple months and I'm beginning the first stages of writing this book that's going to be coming out in, I don't know, exact time frame, but very, very exciting. And I have about 20-something journals, you know, over the past, just since 2015. And as I read those journals and going back as far as 2012, actually, this is when I really began journaling a lot. I realized the same desires I have today were the same ones I had back in 2012. 10 years ago, and they looked different, right? I thought that they were going to shape out different. The physicality of them was going to be different. On the outside, I wanted something different. I thought I wanted something different. But when I look at what I kept writing about, what I kept dreaming about, what, what I would love to experience, it's the same thing. So what I know is our God-given desires are not new. They're usually things that have been hanging around ideas, visions, dreams that have been hanging around in our heart, in our bones, in our atmosphere, in our soul, in our conversations since we were kids probably, right? Certainly for years and years and years. And we have just neglected them. We have ignored them. We've cast them aside. We've tried to do it our own way. But if we're truly honest with ourselves, we can look within and go, these are the things. Once I'm ready to receive them truly, to honor the seeds of desire that God has placed in my heart, when I'm ready to water them, when I'm ready to actually give them worth and value and recognition and appreciate them and see the value of them, that's when they will begin to show up in our life in the most fulfilling ways. So this getting clear on the what, even though it sounds like a really intensive exercise, it's really not that complicated because this is not new. <laughs> These are things you were created for. You were meant for. You are built for these things to do this work. And all that's required is for you to, first of all, acknowledge, acknowledge the real desires in your heart. 
And then we can begin to ask, you know, what am I consciously, clearly creating here? God, give me a vision. You know, as I went into a meditation the other day, and I, I imagined that I was literally like blindfolded, and God was just revealing this vision through the eyes of my heart. Because it's so tempting with our physical eyes to begin to put something together from our head, you know, and all this energy is up top. But when we begin to move into the space of our heart and see the vision through the eyes of our heart, we get a we begin to see physic like we begin to see the physical manifestation or images differently. And I know that for myself, this is how my relationship come came together. You know, this is how my business has come together. This is how where we're moving forward in, in our new home base and the new vision that we're building out. It's not necessarily new. It's just that we're finally ready to embrace, steward this vision fully. So it's super exciting. So after, you know, we get clear on the what, and this might take you time, right? And again, it's, a, it's like, pottery on a, on a wheel, you know, it's like clay on a potter's wheel. It's shaping as you give it more oxygen. It's shaping as you just, you know, you do a little bit, you step away and it keeps forming more and more shape in your mind. And the more we recognize and appreciate, the more we will begin to see the pieces coming together. We don't have to have the whole picture. We don't have to have everything figured out. We just get to honor that. The next question I ask myself is, how do I want to experience this process? You know, how do we want to experience this process of building this vision out? How do we get to experience, you know, what's the standard for how we get to birth this thing into the world or like make this thing a reality? And again, I think this is an, another place where people get tripped up is we we skip the spaciousness. We start creating because we have a problem that we need to put out a fire to. We start creating out of our head. We start butting heads and budding ideas. And we got a whole bunch of egos fighting to win, you know, that who's got the best idea and who's got the best way forward. And we get so tripped up in the how of the process instead of how do we get to experience this process? Like, you know, one of the things I talk about often, and I've said it here, is for me, if one of the, you know, guidelines for how I get to determine things, whether they're a yes or no, is like, is it simple? Is it clean? Is it powerful? Right? If it's complicated, if it's messy, <laughs> if it doesn't feel like a strong charge to me, I don't, it, it's not in alignment. I don't want to experience it that way. And, you know, when I'm able to move into that space and honor that, the house starts coming together really quickly. And then, you know, from here we move into, once we get clear on the what and, and the experience that we get to set our intention around, I just set the intention like, this is it. This is what we're creating. This is how we get to experience it. You know, I'm ready to take one step. I'm ready to take one piece of action. What is the appropriate action? What is the aligned appropriate action right now? And I will tell you that the minute you set the intention, the spirit will come. You will get that ping of inspiration. You'll get a fleeting thing that comes in. Usually it's unexpected. It's not what you would normally do. It's not how you would normally do it. It might be to reach out to a person, to have a conversation, to shoot an email, to explore a new product, financial product, or whatever it is, as was in my case. I mean, this is how I got into many of the investing things that I've gotten into is like, just on a run, I had this idea and I'd never even heard of this stuff before. And I began to just reach out and investigate and lo and behold, it turned into something, you know, 
amazing later on. So what are you feeling called to take action on in this moment? What do you have as the clear next step right now? Just the one step, not all the steps. And, you know, for myself, I can hear, I can hear often, like I try to get ahead of myself. You know, I start getting a little ahead of myself. I get excited. I'm a quick start. I take fast action. So the minute I take a piece of action, I'm like, okay, what's the next thing? Okay, what's the next thing? And sometimes I'll get that. You know, sometimes I'll get that next step right away. And sometimes I won't. And I'll just get to be patient in the process, right? Patient of letting the things take form and then the next one comes and the next one comes. But the minute we we obey and we follow the call of the Spirit, you know, and again, we're talking about conscious co-creation. This is not about my agenda, my willpower, my way or the highway. This is about, this is a dance. This is a dance of co-creating with God and with each other. So if you're, you know, in a relationship and we're in a relationship and my husband and I are working on the vision for our property, the vision for our, you know, how our businesses are going to begin to work together and how we're going to support even more people through our joint work. It's a dance, right? It is alive and it's a dance and it's shape, shape, you know, shifting shape as we move along and we give it more oxygen and we take one step and then another piece shows up and we follow and we take another step. And it's like the building blocks begin to come together. And I think this is where trusting in the orchestration and the divine timing and the divine order of things is so, so important. You know, I said, don't get too far ahead of yourself. You know, we can have that vision for the future. We can have that direction of where we're going. We can set the intention once we're clear and we can begin to walk day by day in flow and operate in flow with the spirit. It requires patience. It requires new levels, new depths of patience. It requires new depths of courage and conviction to do the thing that doesn't make sense, to speak up, you know, and face the fear of rejection. It takes new depths of just trust, trusting the process, trusting each other, where maybe in the past you were controlling things, trusting timing and the order, right? Trusting that sometimes the very things we can't see with our physical eyes, something's about to walk in the door, but it's coming in the back door and we were looking out the front door, right? And we never really know which direction, from which way or from whom those doors are going to open. So this is really about remaining open. And, and I'll just say this, you know, as part of trusting in this process is being really aware when we move into contraction. When we, bring it, when we begin to shut down and close off, and there's nothing that will get you to shut down and close off faster than doubt, doubting yourself, doubting others, doubting God, doubting your ideas, doubting those desires that have been in your heart since the time, since before you can remember. Doubt will just kill this process. Doubt will just kill this process. And the other thing here is making decisions from fear. When you're in this process and you are being called to make decisions as we will, right? 
It's so tempting sometimes to make decisions out of fear. They say, well, I'm trying to avoid this, or I don't want that to happen. So let's just like cover our ass or whatever. And it doesn't matter. We can be proactive and be preparing for the future and still be making that decision from a place of abundance, of remaining open. When we begin to make decisions out of fear, we begin to close doors. When we invite doubt in and we entertain doubt, we close doors. So my loves, trust. Trust is the key that unlocks the heart. And in moments of transition, it is confidence and faith that creates momentum and change. So last but not least, I want to leave us with this. Whenever we're in this creative process and we are ready to just pause for a moment, right? We got to celebrate. We got to celebrate the progress. We got to celebrate and rest and recognize that it is good. I want you to just invite you right now to imagine that you are maybe painting a huge canvas, right? And it could be that you're putting a business together, expanding your business. It could be that you're moving your family across the country. It might be that you're rebuilding a relationship from, you know, a really hard time. And you know you're in the process and you've been painting and you're starting to flesh the vision and you've got some color on this canvas and things are looking good. And you know, it's not just like once you pick up the brush, you stay at it until it's done. You've got to put the brush down sometimes, walk away, celebrate, take a step back and look. Look at how far you've come. Look at, you know, all of the evidence of God moving and working in your life. Look at all the evidence of the work coming together. Look at all of the support showing up in your life. Look at all the resources coming in. Look at all the opportunities, like really taking that step back in deep reverence and appreciation for what is unfolding underneath your nose. And this is often where I realize the very things I've been looking for have been right under my nose the whole time. It's when I put down that brush and stop trying to create too fast, right? Build too fast step back and I realize, oh, there's that thing. There's that thing I was looking for. There's that phone number. There's that resource that just showed up for me. So if you're feeling like you're getting into that contraction or you're trying to control the pace too much and you're pushing forward a little bit, you know, intensely, I invite you to just take a breath, step back for a moment, you know, just hit the pause button and say, we're just going to pause to party. (laughs) We're going to pause to party. We're going to pause to celebrate all the good that is already taking place that we have not been giving credit to. We're going to pause to look at all the evidence to swap stories. We're going to rest for a moment and create more spaciousness, right? Because in the rest, we rebuild our strength. We rebuild our vision. We rebuild our courage. We rebuild. We rebuild in our rest not when we're going. You know, you don't get stronger during the workout. It's actually during the rest period after the workout. So you got to find your own groove. You get to find your own flow. You've got your own very unique rhythm, your very own unique flow to how you lead, how you love, how you create, how you do things. And, you know, part of this awesome process is kind of just a real cool self-discovery of how do you build best, where you are building creating in full alignment, co-creating, and you stay in that place of openness and you stay in that dance where it's like, it's that flow state leadership, right? Where sometimes you go, sometimes God goes and we're, we're taking turns. Sometimes you go, sometimes she goes and we're just taking turns. And sometimes we have to step back and just be, be in the space. 
right? So I hope this was helpful and recap. I'm just going to quickly go down those again, but things that I want you to really take away from this podcast is number one, yes, we are the creators of our reality, but we're so much more than that. We are just one part of creating our reality, right? Our words, our thoughts, our actions, yes, that all matters. And when we decide we get to become powerful, conscious co-creators of our realities, it's a whole other ballgame because we are no longer going alone. We are one part of something so much bigger, and we begin to set our ego aside because we realize, I am not the center of the universe, (laughs) right? I am not the center of the universe. I am essential in the universal structure. I am essential piece of the puzzle, you know, and I have a role and an assignment right now, but this is not all just about me, (laughs) right? So let's start there. Let's create spaciousness. Let's give ourselves permission to connect to the heart of God, to get into our inner man, our inner woman, to move into a place of imagination and exploration. This is why I say endless adventure, because it is the unknown. We're not recreating what we've already known. Otherwise, it's not creation. It's just production, right? It's another production. Move and get clear on the what. What are you being called towards? What desires have not gone away, are persistently showing up? What lights you up? What expands you? What pictures are coming into your mind, right? What are you being drawn towards and how do you get to experience the process? Once you get there, once you do this work, the actions will come. You don't have to think about what are the five actions that are, you know, realistic and timely. And you don't have to set goals. You don't have to do any of that. The actions will come. Our job is to walk forward in obedience, one step, one action at a time, and let one door open another door, open another door, open another door, open another door. And our role is simply to be positioned to say yes, yes to the right ones, no to the wrong ones, walk boldly through the doors that are open walk away, have the willingness to walk away from what's not meant for us. It's meant for someone else or where we no longer belong. A lot of us listening are still in situations, roles, jobs, relationships where we no longer belong. We're not meant for that and they're not meant for us. And so sometimes walking away means, yes, leaving completely. And sometimes walking away means redefining it, redefining the roles, redefining the dynamics, and creating the new within the existing. Remember, we trust, we celebrate, and the process just keeps going over and over again. It's an infinite game. Create, we are creative beings, spiritual beings. We're creative beings. Creation just keeps going and going and going. Creation was going before we got here. She'll keep going long after we're gone. And we are just part of this beautiful, beautiful dance and um, ecosystem. And so, you know, this is just where I'm at today. This is how I'm moving into conscious co-creation with my husband, with my team members, with my kids and um, my clients and into this book being birthed into the world. And it's how I record my podcast episodes. There's not a lot of structure other than, you know, there's time. There's some notes here. There's some prayer time. The the structure that I, you know, need in order for the information to flow. And that's just what's working for me right now. So I just encourage you to tune in to where you are in this season of life, what you're being called 
to co-create. And um, if you guys want to reach out, I'm always here to support you. You can follow the links in the show notes to fill out your readiness factor, book a call. Until next time, let's ditch this idea that we are the creators in the center of the universe. And let's embrace the fact that we are here to consciously co-create with something so much greater than we could ever imagine. Until next time, here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously as warriors of the heart. Bye for now. Thanks again for joining me in today's episode. It is my intention to bring you valuable heart-shifting content every time that will upgrade your life. If you're a new listener, make sure you follow the podcast so you can stay up to date as future episodes roll out. And I invite you to head on over and join my free community, Warriors of the Heart on Facebook. In there, you'll find bonus trainings, a game-changing assessment tool, and exclusive member-only offers. Until next time, Warriors, here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously in the untamed life, the only life worth living.